0: Breaking news out of Anaheim. The Anaheim Angels, check that, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have relieved Joe Madden of his managerial duties. Wait, wait a minute. What the hell does that have to do with the Anaheim Ducks? I'll explain after the music. Your locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alright, let's get right into it. Hi everyone, this is Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Okay, we're just gonna cut the crap and get right into it. I'm pissed off. You can probably tell in my voice, it's gonna be that kind of show, folks. So, tuck the kids in. Alright. The Anaheim Angels. Sorry, I keep calling them the Anaheim Angels because they're the freaking Anaheim Angels. They're not the damn Los Angeles Angels. No, screw that. They play in Anaheim, California. Once again, they play in Anaheim. They do not play in freaking Los Angeles. They haven't played in Los Angeles since Wrigley Field. No, I'm sorry. Not Wrigley Field. Yeah, Old Wrigley. Wrigley that used to be in Los Angeles. The Wrigley that did take part in the old home run derby. The old home run derby, yes. The home run derby in 19, in the early 1960s. That home run derby that no one ever talks about, but holy crap, so many Hall of Famers. But nonetheless, the last time the Angels actually played in LA was in the early 60s. An expansion. Since then, they've moved to Anaheim, and they've been in that same stadium For decades. So don't give me those Los Angeles. No, they are the Anaheim Angels. If you want to go back, to California Angels. But that's another rant for another day. The Angels decided, okay, there's this long losing streak, so we're going to change stuff. We're going to change roster. No, we're not going to change roster. We're going to change something higher up. No, we're not going to change something higher up. We're going to call someone up, send someone out. No, we're not going to do that either. We're going to take Joe Madden as the fall guy. We're going to get rid of him. Gee, I wonder if there was a team in Anaheim that would have had the balls to do that on a double-digit losing streak. Oh, wait a minute. There was a team in Anaheim just a few months ago that had a double-digit losing streak. What team was that? Oh, that's right. That would be the Anaheim Ducks. But first, because this is an Anaheim-based podcast, I guess I'm obliged to just say that one little tweet that the Angels put out. The Angels have relieved Joe Madden of his duties as Angels manager today. Phil Nevin has been named interim manager. <laughs> oh, you've got to be fucking joking. No, it, it, it's stupid. This is stupid. Half the fans said, Well, I guess he's the fall guy. I guess he's to blame when you lose 12 in a row. Some kind of change has to be made. But the other half is saying, What the hell are you doing? What are you doing, angels? This is not all Joe Madden's fault. You got to look from the top. You got to look at Perry. You got to look at Artie. You got to look at everyone on top and think that's where the problem is. Even look, I mean, I'm going to go as so far as say, even look at politics. I don't want to bring up politics, but hey, you know, the city of Anaheim technically, technically doesn't have a mayor right now. That whole mess that took place with the selling and then had to take it back and then the backdoor deal with the old mayor, the now disgraced former mayor of Anaheim and Artie Moreno. Yeah, I would say a supremely, disgustingly, just horribly disgraced mayor. He deserved to be gone. He deserved it. Joe Madden did not deserve this fate. Not at all. And as I'm recording this, they're losing right now because, of course, they're losing. I mean, I bet you that the Angels are going to lose their 13th game in a row because Joe Maddon was not the problem. He simply wasn't. The Angels, they're not going to do well unless they get rid of Artie Moreno, unless they get rid of Perry. Perry tried to address the bullpen to no avail. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about baseball because this is not a baseball podcast. This is a hockey podcast. And what is the similarity? Oh, well, I'll tell you what the similarity is. It's easy. It's an easy similarity. You had a team that lost a ton of games, a metric crap load of games early on, early on. And then they did well. Yeah, start of the season, they lost five in a row, six in a row. Then I thought, well, here we freaking go again. The Ducks off to another stupidly slow start. It's going to be another long season in Anaheim. It's going to be another long season watching this team at the Ponda. And then something happened. They went on a winning streak. They won eight in a row. You start to believe a little bit. And then they just went on this magical run where they. Uh, uh, whoa, wait, what? They're winning games? They're in first place? The Anaheim Ducks are in first place. Oh my God. Maybe this retooling, or no, as the old GM called it, he actually said a rebuild, then he left. So you think things are improving, right? Yeah, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Because after the All-Star break, everything just completely fell apart. You know, the Anaheim Ducks, they lost 11 games in a row. 11! Can you count to 11? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Not that hard to count to 11, right? So normally, if you're a team that loses that many games in a row, and you're kind of on the last year of your original contract... Then you would think, well, let's just end the season now, fire him now, have an interim coach, and then start from scratch the summer. That didn't happen, folks. That did not. You know what actually happened? Dallas Eakin stuck around. He stayed till the end of the season. They lost 11 in a row, then they won one, then they lost two, then they won one, then they lost three in a row, then they won one, then they lost three. Then they won one, and then they lost to end the season against a backup goalie. I mean, yes, that's a great story. I mean, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. I'm sorry, not against a backup goalie. The Ducks had a backup goalie and lost. I mean, that's a great story, but bigger picture here, the Ducks' longest winning streak for the last two months of the season was one. You can count the winning streak on one finger. There's an old line from Major League that says, Yesterday we won one game. We can win two. That is called a winning streak. We have done it before. So don't screw it up. And they did. They screwed it up over and over and over and over again. They never got a a winning streak greater than one. And you think that Dallas Eakins wasn't the problem there? You think that the Ducks wouldn't have relieved him at any point during that losing streak or thereafter? You think the Ducks didn't? I, I, I still don't. I still don't get. It. I mean, I get it, but I don't. Because the majority of Ducks fans are still scratching their heads, wondering how the hell did he keep his job. How did he not get fired when they lost eleven in a row? And here you have an Angels franchise that had a pretty good manager, a terrific manager, and he gets fired. The Angels—they still had a chance if they had just kept Joe Madden. And with that move, with one swift move, move—I hate to say it—they're done. I know it's June. But they're done. The Ducks could have taken that opportunity. And they didn't. They didn't take the opportunity. So as I tweeted out. So a team in Anaheim struggles. And they go in a different direction as a result. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a team going a different direction? Well, they went a different direction with the GM. What if they had gone the different direction with the coach as well? Maybe we could see a great hire. Maybe Pat Verbeek would have had his handprint on a new coach. And they just didn't do that. They didn't do that. And by the way, there's another reason I bring this up. Because something else happened. Yeah, something else happened that made me go, hmm. Something else happened that made me think, why did the Ducks... Give Dallas Eagans a one year extension. Why did they give them one more year? Because something else happened that made my head shake. And I'll talk about that after this brief word from Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you're going to yell like me, then you need that energy from Built Bars, Built Go, Built Puffs, Built Boost, all there especially their Built Boost, which gives you energy. The Built Puffs, they are delicious. They give you energy, only 150 calories, only 5 to 7 grams of sugar, and packed with at least 17 grams of protein. Not only are they good for you, but they taste delicious, especially the Churro Puff. So if you want to try it for yourself, head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order, of Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, coming up after the first intermission, what the hell is going on with coaching in the NHL? We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this late Tuesday, and okay, Yesterday, I had a show with Sarah Avampado from Locked on Los Angeles Kings. We actually recorded that on Sunday. So we didn't get around to the big news that took place on Monday. And this was big, big news. Sending shockwaves. Shockwaves. Across the National Hockey League. You ready for this? Mm, mm. The Boston Bruins. They got rid of Bruce Cassidy. How?! Why? What the hell? Well, here's what GM Don Sweeney said. Quote, Today I informed Bruce Cassidy that I was making a head coaching change. After 14 years working with Bruce, this was an extremely difficult decision. I want to thank and acknowledge Bruce for all his work and success with the Bruins organization. His head coaching record for the Bruins is impressive. And we are appreciative of both. Bruce, both professionally and person I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because his head coaching record is stupidly impressive. This is one of the best coaching records for one team in recent memory. In six seasons with the Boston Bruins, Bruce Cassidy had a 245-108-108 And 46 record. That's a winning percentage of 672. Let me repeat that. 672 was his winning percentage. Any team would kill for a coach that had a 672 win percentage in the last six seasons. Oh, and by the way, each of those six seasons, they made the playoffs every season and you go and fire him okay I get that there's been some injuries with the Boston Bruins and there's been a lot of changes okay this is not all on Bruce Cassidy this has to go on the front office which by the way here's how the Ducks have to do with this the Ducks were partially responsible for this because the Bruins gave up a lot of assets to get Andre Kasha they gave up a first alright fine What about another trade that just happened, oh, I don't know, a few months ago? How about, oh, Hampus Lindholm. Let's talk about Hampus Lindholm for a second, shall we? Okay. Hampus Lindholm traded from the Ducks to the Boston Bruins. This was back around the trade deadline. Hampus Lindholm went to the Bruins. Then he signed an extension. The Ducks got a couple of players. They got a first-round pick. For this year's upcoming draft. And a couple of second round picks in 2023 and 2024. The Bruins might be rebuilding. Those might be high second round picks. We're looking at possibly somewhere in the 40s. Not any of this 50 to 58 draft. No, these are going to be 40 something picks for the Ducks. Just for Hampus Lindholm. First off, you've got to feel for Hampus Lindholm. You've got to feel for the guy because he went from a team that was rebuilding to a team that, well, is rebuilding. The Bruins' window is closed. They just sealed their fate. The window is closed. They're not going to win any Stanley Cups anytime soon. You could have player, a player or multiple players retiring. You could have multiple players leaving. This is a full-on start of a rebuild for the Boston Bruins. And poor Hampus Lindholm is going to have to be right in the middle of it. And he's going to be one of those fall guys for the Bruins too. You feel for him. But man, looking at some of these trades the Bruins made, you cannot blame Bruce Cassidy. You've got to blame the front office. You've got to blame the GM. That's where the blame should really go. That's where it should go if you're the Boston Bruins. So what does this have to do with the Ducks? Well, I just told you how it had to do with the Ducks. Bruins are rebuilding. Those second round picks are going to be good. But here's why I'm still pissed off about it and still pissed off about the coaching thing. There are now two, not one, but two head coaches that are available this offseason. Barry Trotz was right there. And now Bruce Cassidy is right there. Some team is going to pluck him up. And they're going to be damn lucky to get him. And the Ducks, what do the Ducks do? They re-sign. They extend Dallas Eakins for one more season. They could have possibly, possibly taken a shot at Cassidy. With an exciting young roster. And here comes Dallas Eakins once again. Hopefully he doesn't bench Zegras at all. All next season. I'm still pissed that he even benched Ziegris at all this past season. I'm still a little bit ticked off that he got healthy scratched. I mean, that's why I made that stupid tongue-in-cheek joke about 10 months ago. Not because I thought Ziegris would regress. No, I said that because I was afraid that Dallas Eakins would bench him multiple times. And you know what? He almost did. He almost did. Zegris. Should have played all 82 games, or at least as many games as possible, and he didn't. So now next season is going to be pretty much the same of everything. Yeah, the Ducks could pick up some guys in free agency, but they could have picked up a quality coach. Can you just imagine? Just think about this. Just imagine what could have been. What could have been for the Anaheim Ducks this summer? There's a coaching vacancy. You interview Barry Trotz, then Cassidy becomes available. Then you interview Cassidy as well. Trotz and Cassidy are right there, and the Ducks are content standing pat. They could have gotten rid of him with a with a long double digit losing streak, like the Angels did, but no, they couldn't do that, and yet the Angels could. It, it's frustrating. It is frustrating seeing the Ducks do this. It's frustrating seeing the Angels do this. You've got to be a sports fan, and you've really got to decide how much you love your Anaheim teams right now. You have to decide how much money you want to spend on this team. I mean, yeah, I was excited about the Angels. I'm not going to buy one. Now, I'm not going to support this team as far as Ducks fans. I'm sure there's a lot of Ducks fans that are going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. How come these two guys are available and we can't get them? Oh, because Eakins is back for one more year. This is one of the better coaches. Yes, as of a week ago, Barry Trotz would have been the grand prize for any team for him to to go on. He was the grand prize. Now it's shifted to Bruce Cassidy, former coach of the Boston Bruins. And you couldn't do anything about that. Couldn't do anything. It, it is frustrating. It is maddening. I can't believe it. I, I, I need a drink. I, I need a drink right now. We're going to come back after this brief intermission. Stay locked in, folks. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. Okay, I kind of said this jokingly, but oh my God, the Angels actually lost their 13th, 13th game in a row. So yeah, Joe Madden was the problem. No, Joe Madden is not the problem. You hire a perfectly competent manager and they still lose. Oh, to add insult to injury, Mike Trout might be out for a little bit. He apparently pulled his groin. (laughs) This this is stupid. This is just stupidness. 13 in a row that ties a franchise record. Gee, that sounds familiar. Hey, the Ducks almost tied a franchise record in losses and their coach is still around. Still around for another season despite other coaches being available. This sucks. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I was going to talk about this being the 50th anniversary of the Ducks winning the cup. Yay, yay, oh, happy days. 15 years ago. That's how long it's been. Yay, the rally was cool. I was there. Got to see all this cool stuff. Got to see some of my favorite players. Andy Mack, he was awesome. Moan was cool. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to peel back the curtain way too much here. And if I get fired for this, so be it. All right. Here goes nothing. I'm pretty angry for a lot of reasons i'm angry that there are still a lot of stupid fans out there a lot of stupid fucking idiots that feel the need to bring people down and it and it sucks it still sucks to this day why why it happens i don't know i i wish i could be like nazim kadri and say like hey you know what like i've been i'm used to this my whole life but I just work past it. I wish I was like that. I wish I could take more of the Nazim Kadri mindset there. Because there's a bunch of idiots out there. Now, those of you may have noticed that we are trying to get on YouTube, or at least the requirement is that all shows should be on YouTube. The majority of the podcasts should be simulcast, not just across Megaphone, but on YouTube as well. And I think if that had happened last week when all of megaphone was out, which some of you may have noticed last week that you couldn't listen to a lot of your podcasts for a couple of days. For those of you that listen to the Steve Dangle podcast network, he put out a tweet saying, yeah, because of megaphone, all our things are down, so we can't put up a new episode. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, we're, we're used to this. I mean, I try not to peel back the curtain too much, but this is something that a lot of podcasts especially sports podcasts across the board that have advertising. We've been dealing with this shit for a while, for a while. It is stupid. Luckily, Megaphone has finally gotten off their high horse. They got off their shit. They got all their certificates working. They fixed all the little bad audio errors that we've been inundated with for the past couple of months. They finally fixed that. Oh, happy days are here again. And we're required to go on YouTube. Okay, great, terrific. First show is fantastic. Welcome to YouTube. Yay! Second episode, what the fuck? People are still being assholes out there. So I turned off the comments. It took two episodes. Two. I was hoping I wouldn't get any of that shit for maybe two months, three months, four months. No, it took you two episodes. Are you happy? Thanks a fucking lot. I I hate I hate that we still deal with this shit. And I'm I'm just gonna keep going with this. We are we are required on the locked on podcast network to simulcast on YouTube. I hate it. I absolutely hate the move. I get where it makes sense for a lot of the other podcasts, but it does not make sense for me. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Because, oh, I'm not one of the big guns out there. Yeah, so are a lot of people. We're not one of the big guns. Oh, that sucks. I get to at least cover the San Diego goals. I at least get to see them up close all season long. That has to count for something, right? (laughs) Maybe not. So if I'm ruffling some feathers and I'm saying this, so be it. So be it. I've been covering hockey, as I say every day, for over a decade. Over a decade. I try to put myself out there by getting involved with youth hockey. I try to put a good word in for the growth of hockey in this area. But apparently that's not enough. Apparently not. And it fucking sucks. And you know what? I, I'm not comfortable. I am not at all comfortable being on YouTube at all. At all. That comfort level is gone. That level of trust is gone. It's going to take a Herculean effort to get me on YouTube every single day. It really is. And I think moving forward, what I'm going to do is have all my podcasts on audio and have it be just audio, only maybe a static image on the YouTube if that's what it takes. If that's what it takes That's fine. If the powers that be want to keep me around, then, yeah, that's what I'll do. But I'm going to do that from now on moving forward because I am just not comfortable. I am not at all comfortable being on YouTube. I'm not at all comfortable showing my face on there for a plethora of reasons, one of which is probably obvious if you're a regular listener of this podcast or if you've seen any of the stuff that I tweeted a couple of weeks ago. On the stupid racist incident. Yeah. I, If it is not comfortable for me. Then I should not be forced. But that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. and And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I get where it makes sense. For a lot of the other hosts. But it does not make sense for me. Not at all we've got a terrific slew of hosts on the Locked On NHL Network. You've got some great hosts, Laura Saba, Scott Matla. They do a superior job on Locked On Habs. In fact, a lot of the hosts on the Canadian side, new host Brett Holden, he's doing a terrific job as host of Locked On Oilers. He does great. Dane for Locked On Stars does terrific. Mikey, Locked On Leafs. Robin Leano, One half of Locked on Coyotes. She does a terrific job. That's the only bright spot of Locked on Coyotes. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to come right out and say it. Only half of that podcast is good. Robin does a terrific job covering Tucson. She just quit her post with the radio station. Don't blame her at all. But point being, there is so much talent. On Locked On NHL. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Sarah Avampado, who I just had on the podcast. You know, she's been on over a hundred of these episodes on Locked On Ducks, and she does a tremendous job doing not only Locked On LA Kings, but Locked On NHL as well. That's tomorrow, by the way, Western Conference Wednesdays. But I don't see any of the benefit. I don't see any benefit of me being on YouTube. So from here on out, I'm not gonna promote the show being on YouTube. I'm gonna stick with where my bread is buttered. This show is across all audio platforms. All of them. I'm just going to plug those and that is it. If so, if I get some views for YouTube, great. If I get maybe 10 to 15 subscribers, cool. Am I gonna am I gonna look? No. Am I gonna care? Absolutely not. Am I going to look at the comments? Hell no. Not at all. Because it, I'm just not comfortable. I'm not. I'm frustrated. I'm just frustrated. I wasted so much time earlier today trying to do a dual simulcast on the audio side and the video side on Restream. And twice. Tried it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate it. That has been frustrating as well. And we've got over 40 terrific hosts. You know, give them a listen. Like, there's a reason that I say, yeah. Like, make this your first listen. Make that your second listen. They are all stupid talented. I'd be remiss. Trey Matthews, Locked on Devils, also does a terrific job. And... And I I just personally don't see the point. And this is me really sounding off. And if I'm going to have a platform to sound off, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to fucking sound off. If this is my way to shut up all the haters, fine. Because I'm still going to be here. My plan is to still stick around. You're not going to get me this way. I'm still going to stick around. I'm still going to do the best damn job possible to bring you Locked On Ducks coverage. And I'm going to do the best damn job possible to talk about prospects because that's where my bread and butter is. It's on the prospects. It's on the minors. It's on the San Diego goals. That's where my real bread and butter is. There are plenty of podcasts out there that regularly talk about the Ducks if you want to give them a listen. They do a good job as well. There's some good guys out there I plan on sticking around. I plan on sticking around I'm very curious to see what this Ducks team does next season. I'm extremely curious to see what the San Diego Goals team does next season. I'm super curious to see what direction they go. And I sincerely hope I'm around for that. And I hope I can give you a plethora of excellent coverage on all of that next season because I feel, I personally feel, it is just as important to talk about those guys, those up-and-comers, the Jacob Perot, the Olin Zellwegers, all the prospects that Ducks fans should be excited about, then yeah, I'm going to give you some excitement. I'm going to give you some insight on that. That's my hope for this podcast. And that's my plan moving forward. You know what? I I don't know what else to say. I'm just going to end it right there. Not, nothing else. No other, no regular sign off. I'm just going to end by saying for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a good rest of the day. Please continue to be kind to each other. Please be kind to each other. And Ducks, fly together.